Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Holy hell, you're still here! You didn't kill yourself! Wow, thanks for being here guys, welcome to the voices in our heads We're figuring it out we're figuring it out. Uh, we're trying to figure it out. <sighs> this is so weird, y'all. I've just been, I mean, I feel, I feel nuts, but in a fun, cute way, like in a, in a kid way, which I, was my favorite way to feel nuts. Just like goofy, just goof troop central. You know, I'm just talking in weird voices. I'm answering the door with no pants on and I'm not doing it on purpose. I just, every time I, Order delivery, even if it's, I just, I just, I answer the door with no pants. And every time I'm like, Christina, you know, now when the buzzer rings, you're going to have to put pants on. You're not going to have enough time to do it. So put your pants on now. And then Kevin will do something cute, like put his, put his chin on my leg. And I'll be like, oh, I can't. I got to play with him. And then buzzer, buzz, buzz, buzz. And, uh, whoop, looks like someone's going to see my me undies that's not an ad for them but you can buy them if you want i don't give a shit Woo -wee. <laughs> this is just so bizarre <laughs> this thing this thing called quarantine i do have a quarantine tip for you do you want to hear it okay um i made this thing some of you will think this is dumb but some of you will think this is fun um i have this, a bunch of glass jars glass mason jars and they're in various sizes. So I took like a medium size one and I put, there's all these activities that are, that I have in my apartment, things to do like coloring books, virtual reality headset, darts, piano, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I've been playing piano so much lately and it's really good for my soul. Um, and so I, I write down on a piece of paper, a little bitty piece of paper. I tear up piece of paper and a bunch of other pieces and on each little piece, I write a fun activity or something that I've been meaning to do for a long time and if I just set a timer and did it I would actually enjoy it you know what I mean um I, I write all these things down on a piece of paper I fold the pieces of paper up and I put them in this medium-sized mason jar and then every day I pick one well I haven't been doing it every day because the second I go I'm gonna do this x amount of times the voice in my head immediately goes oh I'm so terrified you're not gonna be able to do it you're a failure and then I don't do it so no expectations. You can't be disappointed. That's the motto in this household. So one of the things that I had already picked was cook yourself a gourmet dinner. And now by gourmet, I mean not order in it. Make it for yourself. Actually, when I picked this one, I, I took out one of my cookbooks because I have cookbooks. I keep them on the counter because I thought that that, for some fuck reason, would cause me to actually utilize them. It has not. But this mason jar full of shit to do... <laughs> causing me to utilize it so I took out one of my cookbooks I found a nice little recipe and I cooked it I went to the store I put on my hazmat suit I went to the store I held my breath for an hour I came back I washed my body with chloride and such and the like and I made this gourmet meal of fresh food it was so good it, it involved chicken like um, a rotisserie chicken that you cut up Luckily, Fairway has like rotisserie chickens for like $4 or whatever. And then Kevin loves him some chicken. And then there's like chunks of um, 
watermelon. There's fucking mint in it. And chicken, like, it goes well together, guys. This fucking hot guy is on the cover of this cookbook. That's not why I bought it, but it did help. It did help. Your girl's horny. Okay. But anyway, that's one of the things that was in my fun activities jar. And then another thing, this is the thing I pulled the other day, and it's it falls under the category of shit I've been meaning to do for a while that I can make fun by playing Beyonce music and smoking weed. Um, I wrote down 45 minutes of organizing in the loft, my, my loft, while listening to Beyonce. And I did it. I set my timer. And then inevitably, it always happens. You end up wanting to continue organizing if you're addicted to organizing like me. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing, Kevin? Okay, Kevin. Um, hey, guys. Let's do some fuckboy theater. You know, why not? Where you gotta go? You gotta go somewhere? Fuck off. You work on your spreadsheets? You're at home. Okay minimize the window okay let's do some fuckboy theater conversations this one is between a woman and a fuckboy named joel but his name's actually cole ready wait let me just take a second we have time okay hey cole if you were a vegetable what vegetable would you be and why smiley face one that you would put in your mouth hopefully but let's go with brussels sprouts you bummer i was really hoping you wouldn't start off with a sex joke hope you find what you're looking for what if it wasn't sheesh lol what's got Alyssa so uptight the isolation tongue out emoji with the winky If you can't see why that message would make me feel uncomfortable, we clearly wouldn't be compatible in real life. Wishing you the best. No one ever means that, by the way. You eat vegetables. Dot, dot, dot. I want to be one you would like. It was the dorkiest joke about being compatible. Holy frickin' smokes. Okay, I can see where you thought it was sexual. But yes. Oh, excuse me. Yes. But I can't help that you went somewhere I didn't mean for it to go. Face palm emoji. Crying laughing face emoji. Whatever weirdo, you're right. So uptight. We are not compatible. Okay. Okay, that was one. We're going to do two fuckboy conversations. They're nice and short. Nice and short. This is with... uh, This is a conversation between a woman who... and 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 a boy... Fuck boy named Sad. <laughs> it's Brad. This is, and this is, by the way, this is, when I start reading this, this is the beginning of their conversation. This is the entire conversation, its entirety. This does not, this is, okay, so this is not in a, on a dating app. This seems to be on Instagram. Instagram. That's what I'm thinking. Or some other app. I don't know. I don't think it's a dating app. Anyway, ready? Okay. Are you married? Where do you live? Yes, I married. We live a bit north of Seattle. Cool. Why are you texting me? Well, well, you messaged, so I responded. Oh, okay. Let me see you naked. I messaged. You respond. Hell no. Ha <laughs> ha. 
dumb bitch. Small pecker asshole, go fuck yourself. Fuck you, you dumb bitch. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow, we're all getting along so fucking well. It's like, that's so exciting. They're all like being really kind to each other. And let's do a palate cleanser for Fuckboy Theater. We're going to do a nice, short and sweet poem by one of my favorites, Rupi Carr. Cower? I don't know. But here's her Instagram handle. I highly recommend you following her. At R-U-P-I-K-A-U-R underscore. And this is a nice, beautiful poem. Um, it's called Together. <clears throat> the irony of loneliness is we all feel it at the same time. Aww. That's like mad true. Hi, Kevin. You're looking at me like you want to do stuff, but I'm in the middle of recording. Kevin, you always... I'm going to sing you a song that I wrote for Kevin, by the way, in just a few minutes. Um, I started singing it now, just now, with the vibe. It's like an old country guy on his porch. I've been making a lot of... Uh, writing a lot of songs for Kevin. I'm, I think I'm going to do Kevin the Musical. Um, it's just going to be off the cuff. You know what I mean? Oh, who's the quarantine turd of the week, you ask? Oh, I'm so happy you asked that question. Here's your answer. Whatever the fuck chick who was photographed protesting the quarantine, you dumb fuck, holding up a sign that read, my body, my choice, with the drawing of a face mask in a red circle with a line through it outside the capital of Texas, where hundreds of people gathered to protest the quarantine because they thought it was communism. What the fuck is your problem? Oh, and also, at, oh, at the bottom of that girl's sign that she made, because she's a crafty girl. Oh, I'm a crafter. <laughs> Sucks that you're hot because you're dumb. Well, that was a dumb thing that you said on that sign. You might not be a dumb person, but I think that doing that, protesting the quarantine, in my humble opinion, that's stupid. Okay? Because a quarantine is keeping us alive. And I don't want a dumb fuck like you to put us back to the beginning of March. Okay? One little domino falls over and the entire dominoes that are all standing up, they come tumbling down. Guys, they come tumbling down. That's what happens. Anyway, what I was going to say is that the bottom of this protest sign where it says, it's my body, my choice. Oh, what else does it say? Oh, do you think you could guess? Doesn't matter. I'll just tell you. It says Trump 2020. Woo! He don't believe in that. God, people believe what they want to believe, which that really, really does relate to um, the third agreement that we're about to talk about. But you know what? Let me let me let me just highlight a good person. Let me highlight a quarantine king in this instance. And that's the New York City firefighters. Every last one of you. Every last one of you. You know what? Because you're doing good things. You're you're fighting fires. You're you're doing all the other stuff that you got to do as part of your job. You're sliding down poles. Oh, I'm so horny. Uh, you're doing that. But you also uh, park outside of the hospitals at 7 p.m. 
when everyone goes to open the windows and clap. Now, I was going to record this uh, near-ish 7 p.m., but no, I'm not probably ever going to do that again on this podcast. You know why? Because your girl has a new exciting thing that she looks forward to in her life. And what that is, is at approximately 6.50 p.m., I put Kevin in his cutest sweater and I carry him over to the spot that I want to walk him because he doesn't really walk yet. I mean, he knows how to walk, but he doesn't know how to like just keep walking. But like every little thing on the ground is the most exciting thing he's ever seen. That's how he acts. So, you know, it, it it's really a pain in the ass to walk with them. He can't because he doesn't really walk along with you. You know, and I don't want to pull him, but I try to, you know, nudge him. Anyway, I carry my son for over to this certain spot outside of the hospital across the street. So I ain't trying to get, you know, and I got my gloves. I got my mask. I got my whatever. And I carry him over to where the firefighters are and then seven o'clock inevitably comes and then I put him down on the ground I'm like Kevin let's walk and then I pretend to get not frustrated but I'm like oh Kevin you're so man okay I guess we'll just stay here for like 20 minutes and I did that for the first time yesterday I'm recording this the day before this comes out I'm recording this on a Tuesday it's approximately 5 30 p.m real last minute you girls real last minute thanks mike that's the person who edits this um and i take him over in my mask i only have to do makeup on the upper half of my face was just like so sick don't have to take off my mask because i cannot take off my mask so you're gonna have to be in mysterious wonder hot firefighters about what my mouth looks like that's only something that a boy who i love gets to see nowadays my mouth Anyway, um, I take him over and I put him on the ground. And I'm like, wow, why are you not like walking? I guess we'll just stay here. And then the firefighters stand outside their fire trucks outside of the hospital. Man, and they clap, guys. They clap and they are so hot. And yesterday, see, this is why I do that. I was the first time I was like, you know what? Let me try this. Let me just like fucking try it. And I did. I tried it. And what happened? The firemen went back into their trucks. Yes, they did. And I watched them walk away. Your girl watched them walk away. Okay, you're fucking right. I watched them walk away. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, you fucking walk away. And and then as one of the fire trucks slowly drove by, this very gorgeous, and I'm not just saying this because he was in a firefighter uniform. This guy was goddamn delicious looking. <sighs> he, he pops his cute handsome little chiseled jaw out of the fire truck and he looks over at my puppy my beautiful puppy kevin mccallister just then and he goes hey can we have them and i'm like you can borrow them and he was like okay and i'm like okay and it, it made my day and so i'm gonna do it again today and the beauty about this new little uh tradition that i've built with myself because again we're, we're our own families now guys where we we're all we have I mean, you have your family, but you know, you're also, you have you. Um, we're just going to go over and I, there's no, with no expectations. That's the fucking key. Speaking of the third agreement, don't make assumptions. Don't assume what's going to happen. Okay. Don't even expect that a firefighter is going to look at you. Right. Don't have any expectations. That way you can't just get disappointed. And at the end of the day, the worst possible thing that could happen is you took your lovely dog for a fucking walk. Okay. Everyone wins. Everyone wins. It's there's mystery, there's suspense. I put deodorant on. It is, it's a production. So good for you, firefighters. 
yeah, I've been singing songs to Kevin, and I came up with this new song, and I, I sing it like a like a country guy who's not good at singing, and it's called Kevin. Did you shit on the floor yet? Because you know he has he actually needs one last parvo shot before he's completely safe to walk outside for long periods of time. And so now I'm, I'm the, the vet told me to walk him in the middle. Uh, and Justin Silver also told me this. He's a dog trainer too. In addition to being a comedian, um, walk him in the middle of the sidewalk so he doesn't sniff other dogs piss and shit um, because that's when, those are the times that they would get parvo, I guess. And so he has one more shot. And so I'm kind of, you know, walking him a little bit. But, you know, there I've been writing down, the past two weeks I've written down uh, the time stamps of every time he pisses and shits and where just because it's so so if I could I could kind of begin to predict his eating schedule and his pooping schedule because he's not he's pooped outside a couple times so I don't want to like I can't really you know get him used to the rugged outdoors um, meaning the New York City sidewalks until this this last shot so I'm just relying on him to shit on the floor and and every night at approximately 11 p.m. But it, it could also take up to 1 a.m. depending on how late I feed him. I've, I've since moved his dinner up to five instead of seven because we learn from our fucking mistakes. OK, but he's got a shit. He whatever reason, he, he likes to pee on the pee pad and ever and I give him a treat every time and he gets so excited to pee and he gets so proud to be like, mom, look what I did. And I'm like, oh, you fucking genius and it's really sweet it's just like a sweet tender moment in my in my night but he has to shit and he usually he never shits on the pee pad he always shits on the floor somewhere and so i wrote this song last night called kevin did you shit on the floor yet and i sing it to him all the time and it's really fun and if you're wondering how's this song go well ladies and gentlemen i'll tell you it goes like this kevin did you shit on the floor yet kevin did you shit on the floor yet kevin did you shit on the floor dun, 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 dun. kevin stop fucking with that wire kevin come over here and shit on the floor kevin shit on the floor so we can go to bed kevin i really want to hug you so tight but i can't do that in bed if you don't shit on the floor kevin how why you holding out on shitting on the floor i don't understand your tactics kevin did you shit on the floor yet Kevin, did you shit on the floor yet? Kevin, you're trying to bite off my hand, and I don't really appreciate that. I see you barking and sniffing like you're gonna shit on the floor. I kind of smell some shit, but I don't see any shit. Stop wasting your time with farts, Kevin, shit on the floor. And I just go on for like an hour. You think that was hell? Well then, I'm sorry that you don't know how to have a good fucking time. <laughs> I just think that song's so funny. <laughs> and I'll, <laughs> I'll be like, Kevin, do you remember when we went to Central Park? Hey, Kevin, could you pay me back and shit on the floor? Kevin, don't waste your time on farts. Kevin, stop chasing me and shit on the floor. Kevin, stop barking and just shit on the floor. There's no reason for you to hold out from shitting on the floor. Kevin, that CBD ain't working. Kevin, I want a refund. Fuck you, CBD guy. Kevin, where are you going, Kevin? I'm just thinking of I just said just whatever. You know, you let your inner child run amok. Ugh, Kevin wants to come up, and I don't want him to because he's going to bite my hair. I think it's so cute, but it, it's distracting. You know what I mean? Kevin.
Don't be like Yelda. Anyway. Thank you, Kevin, for getting me firefighter dick. You haven't gotten me firefighter dick yet, but I'm assuming you will. Kevin, never grow up to a dog. Oh, I wish you could say a puppy forever. Okay. Did you get, did you, was that so great? Are you, are you not entertained? Huh? Are you not entertained? I've been playing a lot of piano. And here's the other thing that I was going to say. Is I'm getting really good at piano. I mean, I wasn't. Well, no, I wasn't good at piano. I was okay, I guess. But I didn't put enough time and focus into trying to be consistent with uh, learning a song. I say it's ADD, but then that just makes me think of Adderall. And then that just makes me think I'm making shit up. So uh, I don't think it's ADD. But for whatever reason, my pattern with learning songs on the piano, I have an app on my iPad that's cheap music. You can buy, buy and download cheap music. And I have maybe like 60 songs. And I learn the first 10 measures of every song. And then I'm like, all right, I'm done. Next. And then so I only know the first 10 measures of most songs. And I'm like, you know what, Christina? You, you got time. You're going to sit at your piano. You're going to pick a fucking song. And you're going to learn it. And the song that I'm learning right now is Elastic Heart by uh, Sia. It's the piano version of Elastic Heart. Obviously, I'm only playing on the piano. But she has a track on Spotify that's the piano version. It's just her vocals and the piano. And it's so beautiful. God, that chick can sing. And also, how I know that before she did the wig over her face, you can't really tell who she was. Uh, she, you know, she showed her face. I forget what it looks like. I could look it up, but I don't want to. I don't feel like it. I kind of love that she just like makes her identity that adorable dancer girl, Maddie, that girl, Maddie. I follow her on Instagram now, but she was like 10 or eight or whatever when she started dancing and see his videos. And now she's like, she's like 15 and really hot. And I'm like, this makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm not even interested in women, but it makes me feel uncomfortable just because I know I just like no guys thing because like I get your fuckboy theater fucking screenshots every day and I'm losing my faith, okay? Um, but it's the sacrifice I make for you. But yeah, so I love Sia and um, I'm learning Elastic Heart. And I and I so I wanted to start. I'm like, man, I kind of want to play the song and sing it, but I don't want to put it on my Instagram because um, I don't feel comfortable. I, my colleagues and my friends are following my Instagram in addition to a lot of other people. 112,000 of that. Um, and and uh. You know, I don't know. It's just not something I, I want to. There's a level of goofy that I um, reach by myself. And it's this blissful level of goofy and silliness. And I truly don't give a fuck what comes out of my mouth. And what ends up happening a lot of the times is I will make myself laugh a lot. Usually it's like at night when Kevin's like trying to shit on the floor, but he's not. And I'm smoking a little weed, a little weed. And I'm just dicking around. But there's this level of goofy. And a lot of funniness comes out of this level of goofy. I'm like, God, I want to be that funny on in front of people. Ugh. I mean, I'm funny in front of people, but it, there's, still, there's still like walls up. There's still walls up. So I kind of wanted, and I know that um, I've been hearing about fans only. I guess it's like an app or a website or whatever. And at first I thought it was just for like people putting pictures of their buttholes and their holes and here's my hole you want to see what my hole looks like what's your hole look like wow cool I don't care um but then it seemed like other I was like oh, I kind of want to start a fans only account um 
where I can reach a new level of goofy than what is what I do on Instagram because I, 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 I have a lot of people following me, a lot of people I know, a lot of my colleagues, a lot of people I really respect follow me and it just makes me too nervous. Like celebrity people that, I re- that I've admired for a long time follow me on Instagram and you know, a couple for me personally. And, and I just, I, 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 whenever I go to post something, you know, not all the time, but a lot of time, I just feel a little self-conscious or I'm, I'm just too aware. And that, that particular, um, film of awareness prevents me from reaching my goofy feeling. So I was like, how can I want to do a fans only thing? Because Patreon, I don't, I've, I'm saying this and I am not saying this out of, uh, experience. Fuck Patreon. Only because it's just every time I hear it, it just reminds me like I always, you know, everyone has a podcast now and that's that's dope. Um, Cause there's a lot of opportunities to discover really great content. And uh, but I just I keep hearing like, can you do my Patreon? By it doesn't sound that annoying to me every single time, but just I just I hear the phrase like my Patreon, and I just I don't know. It annoys me. The person doesn't annoy me, and I the 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 model of Patreon is great. Artists can get money by giving you exclusive access to content for, and you pay, I don't even know. Like I said, didn't even look at the interface yet. I have no idea what, what it is about. And then somebody reached out to me from Patreon uh, a while ago and was like, hey, do you want to do a Patreon? And I was like, ah, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this person got my email address, but they they got my Gmail. And I was like, well, whatever. And then, and then I responded back like, eh, maybe, whatever. I, I have to think about it. And then the guy, the guy or the girl, I don't remember, just wouldn't leave me the fuck alone. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck Patreon. I think I might go on. Because I want, this is the other thing about it, about this concept, about like the concept of not it, it not being on Instagram is that it's going to be fewer people, which make feel makes me feel safer. Um, and then, uh, I I just, I want to reach the level of goofy that I know I can reach and I want, but the thing is I'm going to have to experiment with it. So you're going to have to watch me learn and fail on this app. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how, that's how comedians, you know, we, media gratification is my, huh, my crack. And when you do stand-up comedy, you're getting fucked perfectly with immediate gratification you're just having the best sex with immediate gratification it feels good every second you're getting it mm, boy but now in quarantine not a lot of people around so where do you immediate gratification it's on instagram but so you're gonna have to basically watch watch me figure out how to reach this level of goofiness that i'm trying to reach and you know missteps along the way because that's the nature of comedy and that's fine I, i'm cool with that i'm just not cool with doing that on instagram right now because the crowd's too big <laughs> you know so i think i'm gonna get a patreon I don't even know. Will you get a username? What the fuck? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm recording this episode on Tuesday, the day before it comes out. So by the time I, I'll put it in the description if I do make one. I'll put it on my soul, whatever. But I, I, I also like the idea, I guess you have to pay for it. You pay like a dollar a month or something. And obviously this is a time where a lot of people are fucking d- dead ass broke uh, because they're out of work. So I don't want to, that's why I wanted to make dwell free I didn't want to make people pay for it I just ugh, that just didn't feel right but the patreon thing I feel good about if somebody can donate a dollar whatever the I don't even know what the increments are can you make them up do they just make them up who knows I have no idea yet by the time this comes out I'll probably have researched it maybe (laughs) who knows maybe I'll have met a firefighter at 7 p.m and then like never come back to my home not because he killed me but because I was just so 
I don't know. I'll come back to my house. I have to. All my stuff's here. But um, yeah, I think I'm going to do a Patreon where I can try and reach this level of goofiness because um, and also just this comfort level of being myself in front of a camera. I know I can reach, but on Instagram, there's too many little voices in my head going like, Lena Dunham follows you. Don't make a fucking fool out of yourself. For it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm just, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, whatever art I'm going to make, it's, it's going to be half-assed because I have I have those thoughts in the back of my head. Um, so there's all these like um, less safe comedic concepts that I have that I wanted to kind of figure out how to do and how to execute, be, be it mainly just like a 15 second video or a minute long video. And I think I'm going to do it on Patreon because I also like the idea. I know like TikTok and whatever. Um, I, I like the idea that you kind of, I like the idea that you have to pay a dollar. Again, I have no idea what the increments are, but whatever the fuck you have to pay, that means you really want to be there. That's one of the reasons why um, Corinne Fisher and I um, took a year to decide if we wanted to move guys we fucked to the Luminary Network where it would exclusively live. That's a big fucking decision, man. You're going to piss a lot of people off and not everybody has the money and it wasn't available in every country. So that's a, that was a, woo, that's a big decision. But I love doing the podcast so much more because I know that if you're listening to it, you really want to be there. And then for this podcast, it's obviously widely available. Um, but I know that if you're listening to this, you, you want to be here. I don't know. I just feel that like you either like me from guys we fucked or whatever the fuck it is. All the trillion uh, podcasts I've been doing during this quarantine. Thank God. Oh, thank God keeping me busy keeping my bones moving kevin did your shit on the floor yet kevin stop biting my hand shit on the floor oh god he farts so bad and the thing is i don't even get the glory of a sound i don't even get to laugh at it oh the other thing i want to put on patreon but maybe i'll just put it on instagram i don't know yet i'm thinking this all out, out loud in front of you uh because i prepare is i'm learning elastic heart by sia and i've been playing that song for like over an hour a day it's very simple to play on the piano, but the chords, man, these fucking, I think they're called major seven chords. I forget all the theories, the theory stuff I learned in piano lessons, but thank God I got E.T. fingers. And if you don't know what E.T. fingers are, just imagine like a a, a, um, a a hot dog that you would get in New York City, like one of those rinky dink ones, but like a little thinner. And that's my fingers, all of them. They're just very long fingers. And so major seven chords, there are a lot of them in uh, in Elastic Heart. And, ooh, your girl's thumb muscle is cramping. And that's how that's when I've been like, girl, you got to exercise those thumbs. Can you exercise your thumbs? I don't know. Ah, coffee. Um, but I'm going to play Elastic Heart. and Because I, I could sing it. I had to adjust the key that it's in. But I like can sing it now. And... Uh, another cool thing that's happened from this quarantine is um, I have a friend who's a singer and he was telling me this one time that a vocal coach he said told him to kind of talk like this in the front of his voice like taught like you like you send your voice to the front of your mouth so you're not putting you're not um, exhausting your throat because when you speak from the throat it fucks up your cords um, so you can talk like this and that will help preserve your voice. Well, so ever since I got Kevin, I'm talking to him like this. I'm just talking to him in all these weird voices, but most of these weird voices are in the front of my mouth. So I'm actually unknowingly doing that exercise and my fucking upper register came back. Y'all, I didn't even quit smoking cigarettes. So that's a message to all y'all out there. You smoke until your heart's content. Okay. Well, they kill you. So, you know, we'll figure it out. But 
Yeah, I've, I've got my upper register back. There's this one um, Beyonce song that I have the music for called Sandcastles. And there's this one part where she's like, um, uh, the, the scratch out your name. And she goes, what is it about you? And that, ooh, I, would, I couldn't even, I'm, obviously that's still airy, but I couldn't even do that. Uh, about a month ago or two months ago for and, and I'm talking I couldn't do that I couldn't sing that note no sounds would come out when I would try to go up that high for probably two fucking years and I went to an ENT an ear nose and throat doctor back when I had insurance I'm trying y'all I'm trying and they stuck a tube up my nose did not, and down my throat. Did not give me a warning that they were going to do that. Didn't even know that was a possible thing that you could do as an awake person. But surprise, it is. So I started crying and having a panic attack because didn't give me any warning. Didn't tell me what was going to happen. I'm like, you got to give me a little heads up, okay? Um, anyway, she said I had either a polyp or a node on my vocal cords. And I was crying and shaking so much that she couldn't tell. She couldn't get a still picture. I'm like, well, you know, had we uh, got a little heads up over here at Christina Hutchinson headquarters, maybe we wouldn't have reacted like a little bitch, okay? You gotta give me a warning. Don't like that shit. But if I can mentally prep for it the night before, well, aren't we all saving ourselves some time? Anyway, the picture was too blurry, so I don't really know what it is. But one of them would go away over time and one of them wouldn't. And they're like, don't smoke cigarettes, don't drink alcohol, don't drink coffee. I'm like, well... I guess I got to pick one then and I picked everything else instead of the cords and it made me sad inside and um, I'm still doing all that stuff with the smoking and coffee. It's just not as much, not nearly as much, but um, you know, I got to do something and, but because I've been talking to Kevin like this, my upper register came back and I'm like, well, isn't that a fucking great thing? Okay, guys, let's get into the third agreement. This is a part of a series of a deep dive into the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, one of my favorite books. Um, I'm go it is my goal by the end of this series to order uh, a, a book to everybody who a a emailed me. I've only done it for like, I, I picked 50, like, no, I feel like it's 50, but it's probably like 30, 30 uh, emails. And I went and I bought them. You got to give me your address. Well, don't do it now. It's too late. I can't. I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm going to buy people books until I, I, I'm out of dough and then I can't feed Kevin. And then you're really going to feel like shit, huh? Um, but I wanted to, everybody who would email me up until, I don't know, fucking March, whatever. I want to get you the book. So even if you got the book for yourself, like I'll, I'll buy it for you again and then give it to somebody. I'm serious. This is, it makes me very happy to spread good ideas and to spread thoughts from really intelligent people, thoughts that make you think and ponder and question shit. It's so good to question stuff. Um, and the third agreement, don't make assumptions. Um, questioning is, uh, not not asking questions is a part of making assumptions. So let's get into it. First of all, I, I it reminded me this third agreement when I initially read it reminded me of that phrase. Well, it's safe to assume. Guess what, boys and girls? It is not safe to assume. Okay, they's and them's and he's and she's and p's and d's and <laughs> it's not safe to assume. In fact, it's risky. It's like willingly walking into Great Chone Spa and giving them money to poop on your face. Okay, don't make assumptions because it is not safe. And also the, this phrase, this kind of doesn't have to do exactly with this third agreement, but it, it made me think, it conjured up this thought. When people always say, oh, they're in that X, Y, say, say you're talking about a girl named Susie or whatever. You're like, man, Susie's always in her own world. You know, people say that about me a lot. Oh, she's always in her own world. Well, yeah, we all are, you bitch. 
We're all in our own world. That's not a negative thing because we all live in our own little world. And what is informed? Everything that makes our own little world every second of our fucking lives up until this moment, okay? So you do you in your own little world. And that's where you live and that's okay. Um, okay, so let's get some quotes. These, these are some quotes. I basically ended up writing down the whole goddamn chapter again. I'm like, Christina, this is supposed to be a best of, but th- this chapter was kind of short. So let's like, read all my notes and then we'll go see the firefighters, Kevin. I know you're really excited. Can you just shit on the floor before we go see the firefighters so I don't have to pick up your poopy in front of a firefighter? It's a little degrading and not in the fun sexual way that I like. Okay. All right. Some quotes. The problem with making assumptions is that we believe they are the truth. Yeah, no shit. We could swear they're real. We make assumptions about what others are doing or thinking. We take it personally. Oh, you're telling me, doc. And then we blame them and react by sending emotional poison with our words. So here's the thing. When you, this is a rule that I tell myself. So this might help you. It might not. Tell me, go fuck myself. I don't give a shit. But when I become angry with a person which is not often, but when I do, when I'm really upset or hurt or frustrated or any like negative, in quotes, emotion at somebody, I always ask myself, where is there anywhere that you're making assumptions? Where are you making assumptions here? Because I really try hard not to make assumptions. It's so, it's a human thing because we've lived our whole lives believing that we should just make assumptions. I'll get into more of that, of why, because Don Miguel Ruiz has some great words about that. All the sadness and drama in your life was rooted in you making assumptions and taking things personally. Ooh, and that the dynamic duo. What a team. In the left corner, we have making assumptions. And in the right corner, we have taking things personally. Now, be prepared for them to fuck your shit up. Fuck your shit up. The whole world of control between humans is about making assumptions and taking things personally. And that's, see, that's the whole world of control between humans. That part, that made me realize why I make assumptions because, boo, I love me some control because it makes me feel safe. Well, guess what? Safety's an illusion, motherfuckers. Sorry to burst your bubble. Usually, we start gossiping about our assumptions. Remember, gossiping is the way we communicate to each other in the dream of hell. Oh, but it's so fun. And transfer poison to one another because, here we go, because we are afraid to ask for clarification, we make assumptions and believe we are right about these assumptions. Then, oh, that doesn't stop there. Then we defend our assumptions and try to make someone else wrong. It is always better to ask questions than make assumptions. <sighs> And, you know, I always, when I read the part, I'm like, I love asking questions. Yeah, I like asking questions in a classroom setting. I I was that kid in class. I was like, excuse me, wait. So, wait, what are you saying? Like, I really always, I asked a lot of questions in class. I'm like, I don't give a shit if you think I'm stupid. Fuck off. I'm a little stupid. There's part, I mean, I'm not, because I'm a little stupid right now because you know what? I'm having some emotional turmoil, but I don't have the tools to deal with it because I'm 11. Get off my dick. Sorry, that wasn't to you. That was to my eighth grade, no, no, fifth grade social studies teacher who hated me. I forget her name. Sweet. We only see what we want to see and we only hear what we want to (laughs) hear. Okay, now that, (laughs) that line is very true and also reminded me of my ex-boyfriend, Steven. Um, We would always make 
he like I, I said this on guys we fucked uh last week um but one of the things i really loved about my ex was um his inner little boy everyone has their inner child right and so but my ex like when his inner little boy came out because it was so serious on the outside but when his inner little boy came out oh it was so kind and pure and sweet and funny and we would just steven and i would make each other laugh oh my god nonstop. we always we were around each other all the time for seven years and we really had a good a good time uh when we were like road tripping or whatever because we both he let his little inner boy out and we just would be goofy and he used to like sing songs in this cartoon voice i loved it. it made me so happy oh my god and they were just like terribly sung songs on purpose and <laughs> we were at my friend daria's lake house one summer and we were i guess we were like it was just him and i we were driving um to look for a breakfast place and we ended up parking in the shopping center and uh and i saw this store and i thought i thought it was an ice cream shop and i was like oh ice cream but then i you you actually looked at the what the store was called and it said dugout something about dugout like it was a baseball card store but i it, i just assume i just looked at the name of this business and I read what I wanted to read. And I was like, oh my God, let's get ice cream. And he's like, that's a baseball card store. I'm like, oh. And then we both started laughing. And then we found a restaurant, ordered breakfast, and then we're walking around. And then he starts singing the song. He goes, Christine, only see what you want to see. Christine, only hear what you want to hear. And then I, I was like, sing along. I'd be like, bum, 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 bum. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It works for me. It works for me. It may not work for you, but it really works for me. Well, guess what? It doesn't actually work for me, guys. Spoiler alert. Seeing what you want to see and hearing what you want to hear. You know, uh, you know uh, who you're not invited to the party on that night? The truth. The reality. And I, I, it's hard for me to see reality a lot of the time. That's why, like, when people are mad at me, I get like, oh, man. Huh, that's that i'm going off topic that's because i got no f fight with a very close friend and it makes me very sad but i don't really want, i don't want to talk about that right now i want to keep talking about don't make assumptions okay here's some more quotes from don miguel ruiz we literally dream up things in our imagination <laughs> you are literally correct because we don't understand something we make an assumption about the meaning and when the truth comes out the bubble of our dream pops and that's why I think people have a really hard time accepting that they're wrong because you go through all this work. I mean, granted, it's not the right work to be doing, but you don't fucking know that. You're going through all this work. You're too afraid to ask a question. You make an assumption to fill in the gaps. And then you dwell on that assumption. Dwell, watch my short film. You just dwell on that and you create this whole scenario in your head. You have no idea how many fights I've had with motherfuckers, people I know, my mother, my boyfriends, my friends in my head. They weren't even involved, but couldn't tell me that because they were saying stuff to me in my head. But you know what? That was also me being their voice. I was just filling it in. I was assuming what they were thinking. And that is so, that's just going to set you up for disaster. It's not good. You get, you're, you'll get into a lot of trouble in big, if you, make assumption in these bigger ways you know
it's it's hard to accept you're wrong because you you make these assumptions because you're afraid to ask the questions and then you dwell on it and then you create the argument in your head. You have a conversation with yourself and the other person in air quotes. And it's really just you. And so that goes on for, I don't know, maybe a year because motherfuckers be stubborn. And then when the truth finally comes out and it's not what you assumed, that's terrifying. And so you go, no, you're wrong. And then you don't, and then you're just crying. Ugh. You gotta call 911 and be like, can you send me a firefighter, please? I'll pay you money. The example of, oh, wait, the ex- I'm reading this like it was a quote. Oh, yeah, he get, Don Miguel Ruiz also, he talks about examples of scenarios. So he's like, say you're walking down the mall and someone sees you and smiles at you and keeps walking. You make all that assumption. Oh, dude, I do that all the time. But the assumptions that I make, when I make assumptions because I've read this book, this particular book that we're talking about so many times, I am now aware of when I make assumptions. So sometimes I'll just jokingly with myself make a funny assumption. And it makes me laugh. Okay. There's no point to that. Whatever. Making assumptions in our relationships is really asking for problems. (sighs) No shit. Often, we make the assumption that our partner knows what we think. Guilty. And that we don't have to say what we want. When they don't know what... When... Oh, wait. When they don't do what we assume they should do, you feel so hurt and you say, you should have known. Ugh. If I had a nickel. You know? I've, re- I've legitimately thought that so many times, like, they should know me by now. Well, you know what? Ask, motherfucker, or be, be clear. Because I don't, and sometimes I don't ask questions because I don't want to know the answers. Ooh, there's the truth, Brom. Assumption of monogamy. He also talks about that. When people enter a marriage, they make all assumptions about what the marriage is going to be. And a lot of times people assume monogamy because that's the thing that most marriages and have intact that's the deal that you don't even fucking talk about but you know what monogamy in my very humble opinion is not necessarily the most natural thing in the world okay because if it was you wouldn't think anyone else is hot except your husband and your wife wouldn't you huh but you're a human being with goddamn blood pumping through your fucking veins and you want to fuck other people too and that's not personal against your partner you know, there's this thing of like newness that you can't get in a marriage of 25 years. I don't know what that's like. I mean, I only know what a relationship of seven years is like, but there's a sense of newness that you can't get. And so, and, but if you want that newness, you're not the devil. But here's the thing. People don't want to talk about that in relationships is from what, from what I've seen and heard about my years of doing guys who fucked. And they just would rather just fucking cheat. And that's being dishonest. Come on, guys. And you don't even fucking know. Your partner could be wanting to fuck somebody else too. Because they're also got blood pumping through their veins. Because they're human. We have the need to justify everything. To understand everything in order to feel safe. We have millions of questions that need answers. Because there are so many things that the reasoning mind cannot explain. So we make assumptions to feel safe. Ugh. And the whole asking the questions thing, boy, I got to know. I, I feel like a, a part of me like a, needs to know how everything operates. Like I was f- afraid of planes for the longest time. C- couldn't drive past an airport without like going into a mild panic attack. Just planes freaked me the fuck out. 
And when we started, Quinn and I started touring, I'm like, well, got to get over it. And one of the reasons kind of helped me was to un- like watch a video about how a plane works. Because I'm like, I just don't understand how 750, whatever how amount of people and all their fucking fucking luggage can be in this metal bullet. And then we just go up in the air and stay there. It just doesn't make sense. Didn't make sense to me. So I watched a YouTube video on the on the the engineering of a plane and how why a plane works and all the and I was, and honestly it made me feel a lot better but also i feel like i should stop clinging to understanding every little thing because uh you probably walk around with a stick up your ass you know what i mean it's like you got to just like chill man let life just like flow man we have the need to justify everything, to understand everything in order to feel safe. We have millions of questions. I already read that. Okay, well, I'm not sorry because you should hear it again. If someone tells us something, we make assumptions. And if they don't tell us something, we make assumptions to fill in what we need to know and to replace the need to communicate. Communication is key, guys. So many things can get solved with communication. Oh, my God. But uh, honest, transparent communication. Okay, we make assumptions because we don't have the courage to ask questions. And some part of me is like, wait, so is it good asking questions? Like not good ask questions. Well, you understand the difference. You I feel like, you know, you fucking know when you're asking questions at such a such a rapid rate that it's like you're just obsessed with understanding so that you could feel like you have a blanket over you. And while I get that understanding ain't gonna give you that blanket, girl, you need to love yourself. And that's what you get you that blanket. Okay, these assumptions are made so fast because we already have agreements to communicate this way. We have agreed that it's not safe to ask questions. We have agreed that if someone loves us, they should know us enough to know how we feel. Well, spoiler alert. Nah, dude. Nah. You have no many. I mean, so many times. So many times uh, in, in past relationships. But like my last relationship was with with my ex Steven that was seven years and so god I'm so much better I'm such a better communicator now like after he made me he helped me become a better communicator but like really those years of being single like really I feel like I fucking figured myself out and so uh but there's so many times where I got pissed at him because he didn't read my mind and then he would be like Christine I can't read my your mind and I'd be like well that is correct isn't it Steven yeah you would be factually accurate on that well, cool. I want to go because I'm mad, but I have nothing smart to say right now. <laughs> uh, if someone tells us, okay, and that. These assumptions are made so fast because we have already, we have all these agreements that we just make assumptions because it's dangerous to ask questions. Because I guess somewhere along the line when we asked a question, some adult got rolled their eyes and we haven't forgotten that for 27 years or whatever. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways that we can m- be made to feel unsafe after asking a question. You know what I mean? Like I said, we don't come out of the womb afraid to ask questions. One of the things that um I noted in therapy one time was I was looking at a home video of me when I was 2 and I I was like, "God damn." I told my therapist this, a 32-year-old woman. I was so confident at 2. Like that's the kind of confidence I want to flex at 32. So let's figure that out, Doc. We make assumptions because we don't have the courage to ask questions. These assumptions are made to... Oh, I'm already reading these. Oh, you know what? Honestly, in this chapter, he does just repeat the same thing, but it's honestly pretty good. Um, 
uh, feel safe, feel safe. Okay, we make assumptions that everyone else sees life the way we do. Ugh, I mean, yeah. Everyone feels the way we feel. Everyone thinks the way we think. And everyone abuses the way we abuse ourselves. Hmm. This is why we have the fear of being ourselves in front of others. I was like, goddamn, good point. Because we think everyone else will judge us, victimize us, abuse us, and blame us as we do ourselves. So even before others have the chance to reject us, we have already rejected ourselves. Mm, that hurt. We also make assumptions about ourselves because we haven't taken the time to ask ourselves questions and answer them. That was That is such a good point. I'm going to read that again. We also make assumptions about ourselves because we haven't taken the time to ask ourselves questions and answer them. I cannot stress this point enough. And, and with all of these distractions that are in our lives in the year 2020, um, mainly with the consumption of just fucking cell phones, it, it keeps us from sitting with ourselves. But really, if you're going to grow and you're going to evolve as a person, take some time to goddamn journal. Ask yourself, take a tally of what are your, what are your morals? What, what are your moral boundaries? What lines will you not cross in a friendship or in a relationship? What will you let yourself do that maybe you don't want to let yourself do anymore? You know, because it's like, to do a bad thing, and I'm using air quotes with that, but you can't see that because this is a podcast. But, you know, uh, that the, the notion of a slippery slope. Well, if you let yourself cheat once, the, the idea in a relationship, for example, and, and you just, you're not going to be honest with your spouse or your partner or whatever the fuck, your goat, I don't know. Uh, the goat probably doesn't care, uh, but the wife would. And it's like, well, once you get comfortable doing that and breaching that, trust and you realize well i'm still here nothing bad happened i'm okay then you kind of convince yourself to get even more and more comfortable so like that's a good question to ask yourself what are the things what are the bad habits in my life how did i get there what where do i want to go what do i want to do what do i what are my what are my beliefs what do you believe you got to check in with yourself you know you got to check in with yourself um Perhaps you need to gather, these are some quotes, perhaps you need to gather more facts about a particular situation or you need to stop lying to yourself about what it really is that you want. And I blame that on our parents and society, depending on how your parents raised you. Especially if, I feel like everyone's prone to people pleasing. But if you're a Pisces ass bitch like me, you get off on it. And so uh, look, when I get into fights with people, I start to realize that my tactic in the fight, like my strategy in, a, in an argument with somebody is how can I get them to feel what I want them to feel? And what I want them to feel is I want them to forgive me and I want them to love me. So how can I make that happen? And I don't ask myself, whoa, 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 whoa. Do I even agree? Do I agree with what they're saying? Is this how I see it? No? Okay. Well, then let's let's set some shit straight, shall we? Yeah, we shall. Um, if they give you the time of day to allow that, uh, or if they just tell you how you feel, then that ain't going to work, is it? You got to cool down, write a letter, do something. Okay, it's getting personal. Um, often, when you go into a relationship with someone, you have to justify why you like that person. You only see what you want to see, and you deny the things you don't like about that person. Um, are you writing this about me? Fuck off. Then you make assumptions. And one of those assumptions is my love will change that person. Guys, I'm here to tell you. No, it won't. 
Also, if you really think about it, guys, this is not Don Miguel speaking, this is me. It's really unfair to the other person that you expect them to change. That's kind of fucked up if you really think about it. Even if what you want them to change is something that will make their lives better or your lives better or it's healthier for the better health. But you can't, when you meet somebody and then the first thing you do is you want to change them. It's like, you can, people I think have this illusion and I'm one of those people for sure that you, it's impossible to find someone that you don't need to change. And it's impossible to find somebody that just kind of, is a really nice little puzzle piece for you, whether it be long term or short term. It's okay. It doesn't have nothing is nothing lasts forever, and shit doesn't have to last forever. And it's good when shit doesn't last forever, so you can experience more shit. That's how we learn, and that's how we grow. Um, but yeah, when you find when you when you when you meet somebody, and 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 at the beginning of your relationship, or even any time in the relationship, when you're like when you when you catch yourself trying to get this person to change, I mean, that's not fair. Because they need to change because they want to change, not for you. They shouldn't be changing something for you because that's not that's not a stable foundation for, uh, to, to, for true change to happen and to be solidified and for a new habit to grow. That's not a good foundation. What's a solid foundation is... <clears throat> Uh, oh, I got the COVID. <laughs> I just swallowed air. Weird. Uh, what a solid foundation is if if is if you as a person want wish to change something about yourself. There's a solid foundation to grow a new habit, but not. You got we got to stop nitpicking and nag because the thing is, I feel like the word nag is like a sexist word because it really gets used against women a lot. But uh, but I mean, I don't. I mean, men nag, but men nag in a different way. When men and women nag differently, but 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 nagging, the nature of nagging, well, at least as it relates to my parents when I was a child, and they were screaming and yelling, and I had my hands in my ears, and I was screaming, "Stop!" Um, it was just like shit that it's like put the dishes away after the dishwasher's clean, and then you're like, "Okay, I will," and then the person forgets to do it, and then the other person's like. Fuck you! Why didn't you do it? It's like, dude, first of all, you're acting like I willingly didn't put the dishes away so that you would get fucking pissed. And that's just not what happened. But if you keep this up, it will. Okay? It's like, when I am dating somebody that I'm like, oh, he, I, and, I, and I fall for them, but then all their qualities that I, I uh, keep myself from seeing start to come out. I'm like, no, 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 no. Stay back down. You stay back down. Down. No. Down. But that's fucked up. Because then you're not loving that whole person as a whole. You don't have to love somebody's flaws, but you have to accept that that's a part of them. You know what I mean? People are absolutely capable of changing, but motherfucker, they got to want to change, okay? Anyway. If others change, it's because they want to change, not because you can change them. Real love is accepting other people the way they are without trying to change them. We try to change them if, if we try to change them, this means that we don't really love, uh, we don't really like them. Now, yeah, I mean, I try to argue that, but yeah, I can't. It's good, it's good advice. If others feel they have to change you, that means they don't love you just the way you are. So why be with someone if you're not the way he or she wants you to be? Maybe it's because when you were a little kid, your mother looked at you weird and like didn't really have a lot of joy in her eyes in your childhood. And so you're just used to getting love that way. And so you just chase people or, you know, whatever you do. 
Just imagine the day you stop making assumptions with your partner and eventually with everyone else in your life. The way you communicate will change completely and your relationships will no longer suffer from conflicts created by mistaken assumptions. Can you just imagine that, guys? One way from keeping yourself from making assumptions is to ask questions. Have the courage to ask questions so you are as clear as you can be. And even then, don't assume you know all there is to know. That's a great reminder. You're never going to know everything, guys. Wish someone would have told me that when I was a kid. Find your voice to ask for what you want. Everyone has the right to tell you yes or no, but you always, and never forget this, you always have the right to ask, okay? A lot of times when I'm afraid to ask people for something, like, oh, here's an example. This is a perfect example. Uh, my short film Dwell, Will Forte, who um, is an incredible comedic actor. He was on Saturday Night Live and, and uh, Last Man on Earth, his show, fucking great. I've known him for a really long time. And I asked him to do the uh, to do the voiceover for the women's self-help audiobook. And then the director emails me. He's like, hey, you should, you should ask Will to, can you ask Will to post on his social? And I just, ah, I didn't want to, ah, every bone in my body was like, no. But then it's like, okay, let's break this down. Why? What am I afraid of? Well, I'm afraid of him thinking I'm needy. He's not. Why would he fucking think you're needy? Well, I'm afraid that if he didn't want to do it and then he would say yes, that obligation. Well, that's his fucking problem. He should he should. He's a grown man. He can he can speak for himself. OK, so it's like, really, fuck you. I have no excuse. So I'm going to ask. That's my homework later. I'm going to ask Will Forte to post about the. Oh, it gives me so much anxiety. I just don't want to ask him because I don't want to bug him. But that means like I don't feel like I deserve to like take up space or some shit. I don't know. You could probably analyze that forever. Um, find your voice to ask for what you want. Everyone has the right to tell you yes or no, but you always have the right to ask. Again, please remember that. The day you stop making assumptions, you will communicate freely and clearly, free of emotional poison. Without making assumptions, your word becomes impeccable. Oh shit, remember that throwback? For Instagram, man. If all humans could communicate with impeccability of the word, there would be no wars, no violence, no misunderstandings. All human problems would be resolved if we could just have good, clear communication. Making assumptions has turned into a habit. Becoming aware of these habits and the importance of this agreement is the first step. The understand, but understanding its importance is not enough. What will really make the difference is action. Taking action over and over again strengthens your will and establishes a solid foundation for a new habit to grow. After many repetitions, these new agreements will become second nature and you will see how the magic of your world transforms you. By making this one agreement a habit, your whole life will be completely transformed. When you transform your whole, uh, when you transform your whole dream, magic just happens in your life. Guys, magic is real. I don't know if you know that. What you need comes to you easily because spirit moves freely through you. This is the mastery of intent, the mastery of love and gratitude and the mastery of life. This is the path to personal freedom. Guys, I mean, come on, slow clap for me, motherfuckers. That was great. I mean, that was for Domingo Ruiz. That was great. Guys, uh, I love you. Thanks for being here. Next week is the fourth agreement which is always do your best. I love that agreement. It's so great. I got to go get Kevin in a sweater and get ready for the firefighters. I love you. Be safe. Be smart. Don't make assumptions. Talk to you next week. Twas in another lifetime, one of toil and blood. When blackness was a virtue, the road was full of mud. 
I came in from the wilderness, a creature void of form. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. And if I pass this way again, you can rest assured. I'll always do my best for her, on that I give my word. In a world of steel-eyed death and men who are fighting to be warm. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. Not a word was spoke between us, there was little risk involved. Everything up to that point had been left unresolved. Try imagining a place where it's always safe and warm. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. I was burned out from exhaustion, buried in the hail. Poisoned in the bushes and blown out on the trail. Hunted like a crocodile, ravaged in the corn. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. Turned around and she was standing there With silver bracelets on her